River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Friday episode of Niner Nuts. I'm Dan, here along with James. James, finish your water and say hello. What's up, Niner Nation? And we have a special guest with us this week in all of this week's episodes. Buckeye Mike, here with us again to close out the week. And there's a very special reason that you're here. We've been building up to it. Not that we haven't appreciated you being here for our bets and recapping our beatdown of the Cowboys our two teams are going at it two days from now, Sunday at one o'clock on Fox in the dog pound in Cleveland. Our three game home streak has come to an end. And now we are going to Cleveland to face the Browns right now. You guys uh, statistically have the number one defense in terms of total yards. And you guys are coming fresh off a of bye, like I said. Uh, as powerful as we have been looking, we are the third best overall offense and third best overall defense uh, in terms of total yards again. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll open the floor to you. You are our guest. You are the resident Browns fan. Uh, are you excited? Are you nervous? Uh, what do you think about this matchup we got coming up? I have never been more nervous for a Browns game, a meaningful Browns game outside of the playoffs in my life um we seem to be pushing and building towards something there's a few things holding us back dtr coming in for watson watson being hurt dtr not looking good that's to be expected he is a rookie first game um and injuries on the or yeah injuries on the defensive side. Miles Garrett. I hope he is coming back. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, there's too many questions on our side for me to confidently come in here and say I'm not worried. The Browns are going to win with ease. And it is San Francisco. You're tough on offense. You've got, I would say, argumentatively the best toughness-wise quarterback in the league. Um, and you have a balanced attack on the run game. You can use Christian McCaffrey, and you can use Debo Samuel, as we saw on Sunday night. Um, your receiving core is really good. Uh, I do expect Ward to be able to contend with the receiving core. Um, but other than that, I have just too many questions overall. I mean, you know, do you use a balanced attack with Ford and Kareem Hunt? Um, does Deshaun play and it opens up the playbook, meaning that the game will be a lot closer? If everything plays out the way that it should, I expect Deshaun to play. I expect Miles to play. And with that being said, I think you've got two big guys coming off the edge, which is going to push Purdy up into the pocket, which realistically he'd probably just going to take off or at least elusively get out of the pocket to throw a pass down the field. But if we can force him up the end of the pocket and collapse on him, it could be, it 
could be a field day. I don't expect it to be a field day. Um, I think it's going to be down the middle. It's going to be close at the end. Maybe the Browns are the Browns and they make a few mistakes and allow San Francisco to blow them out, which would be, you know, expected. Um, I, I just, I just hope that the game is a good game overall. And I hope that if we do lose, we lose close, but we can see, okay, there's improvements being made. Like this is working finally. Okay. Um, I, I like the optimism. I think that was a really interesting. I do have a couple follow-ups in terms of like specific matchups. Cause there are quite a few matchups that are really intriguing to me on this. The, um, how would you, because you touched on Brock Purdy versus uh, your defensive line, because it, you do have pieces on your defensive line. Uh, where does Miles usually line up? Remind me, does he usually come in on the left or is he coming on the right or is he adaptable? Um, I think he mostly plays on the left. He so might it'd be it'd be him versus Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay, Labby. I mean, James. I <laughs> feel free to chime in on this. I mean, Miles Garrett. Objectively, he is a top five, not objectively. He is a top five pass rusher against Trent Williams. Um, that I don't know. I it's hard for me to not unbiasedly say that he can handle it, but um, <laughs> well, I mean, he handled Micah Parsons when the when the Cowboys put Micah Parsons out there. Um, oh, so... really? that was such a team effort, though. Like the highlights that they showed during the game, we were sure it would start with him just running into one person, but then we would blindside him with the second person, and then sometimes a third person. Like we schemed to really throw Micah off his footing. Yeah, I mean, I would expect Kyle to have plans to slow down Miles Garrett one way or the other. Um, you know, not only do you have Trent Williams, but I mean, you have the mind of Kyle Shanahan, and he—I mean—he schemed Michael Parsons at a last at a last night's game, and I just think he'll probably do the same with Miles Garrett. I mean, he'll just keep, you know, find out where he's at and keep him, you know, just keep an account of him wherever they're at. So I just, I, I, I don't see Miles Garrett as being like. Uh, I mean, he is a great defensive player. Don't get me wrong. I just think Kyle will have a plan for him because Kyle generally has a plan uh, for uh, most um, defensive ends that are this good. Uh, the only one he didn't have one for, as we know, was Hassan Reddick. Wasn't a good plan, but maybe he learned his lesson, and I think he will have a plan for Miles Garrett. Well, in week one, TJ Watt, even though we still scored 30 points on the Steelers, TJ still had three sacks. Like given it was a month ago and um he was just he was just beating the crap out of Colton McKivitz. Um, yeah. I mean McKivitz has looked better, but I mean, yeah, if Miles typically lines up on the left and is going against Trent Williams, I don't know. Would do you think Cleveland might be possibly planning on having him on the other side to go against McKivitz instead of Williams? Well, if he plays on the left, that means he plays on the left side of the line, not on but from his angle, which would be the right side okay. of the 49ers line. So he will be going up against McKivitz. Okay, so uh, like stage right. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, so him versus McKivitz. Okay, so you could be, I don't know. It could be, He we could give up at least one sack for him because it is Miles Garrett. He, he's up there with, uh, sorry, he's up there with Watt and Bosa. So 
Yeah. If we don't yeah. scheme for him, right? Um, how do you think Deshaun Watson's offensive line has done so far? I mean, yes, he did get injured. He did get a shoulder injury, but up to overall, how do you think his offensive line keeps him up? You know, it it's hard to judge because I look at the Pittsburgh game, the Monday night game, and I just felt like it was just absolutely horrible. But then you look at the following game, I forget who it was, and it just – I think it was Tennessee. They just tore them up. Um, you know – I mean, Tennessee's are one-trick pony, though. That's, that's what they are. They're, Tennessee's are one-trick pony. You just load the box up against uh, Derrick Henry and dare Ryan Tannehill just to, to beat you with his arm, which is not going to happen because they really don't have any receivers as well. Yeah, which surprises me that they destroyed Cincinnati the way they did. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it could be good enough. But it just worries me with having to cover um, Bosa. It's like having a it's like having a Miles Garrett problem, right? <laughs> well, you, you double one guy, that means you're leaving it open for everybody else. And this, like we talked about a couple days ago, for this for the listeners, um, Randy Gregory is going to be a part of the game. You got to worry about. Uh, Eric Armstead, who low-key should be considered for the Pro Bowl. He's, no, not statistically flashy, but film flashy. And then James, like you know, Javon Hargrave, he's just he's disgusting. He is, he is definitely a top five interior lineman uh, in the league right now. He hasn't skipped a beat since coming to us. Yeah, for sure. Javon Hargrave is tearing it up. Great addition to your offensive or to your defensive line. So you know, I imagine um, I imagine the 49ers defensive line is still going to get pressure uh, one way or another on, um, you know, DTR. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I mean. Being a mobile quarterback is a good thing, though, whether it's DTR or Watson, both of them having some pretty decent legs on them. Because, yeah. I mean, historically we have been kind of, I don't know, historically mobile quarterbacks – have been better against us than like a pocket than a pocket passer like a Kirk Cousins. So I mean, does it did it look like Deshaun was having a because he was really not that good the last month of uh coming off of the suspension last year. Has he looked like he's understood the playbook and he does he does he seem like he's more comfortable? I just haven't watched a lot of Browns highlights. He seems more comfortable, but you can still tell that there are some like like the Monday night game when Pittsburgh scored the game winning touchdown with what? I don't understand what he was doing. He gets out of the pocket and just shoves it up. And it's like, what? Oh my gosh. Who's the, um, is Amari Cooper healthy? Remind, I'm trying to think of who all your weapons are besides Amari Cooper. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at the death chart as it currently stands. And it currently says Watson is still out. So that would be DTR, and that's why I feel like, okay, it's a runaway for the 49ers. Um, <clears throat> Joel Batonio is out, <coughs> and Ethan Pochick is out. So the center and the left guard are out. 
I was going to say, I remember uh, Panetto, I think. Yeah, I, I remember when he went out because uh, that made the news. Uh, I guess he was playing center pretty well for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, some questions on the line. I mean, the only good thing is right tackle. We have the dump truck, Dewan Jones, um, which I know he had some iffy moments as of late, but for the most part, people just do not beat him off the line. He's able to stand his ground pretty well. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, okay. Well, he you said a guard, right? Or a tackle? Uh, right tackle. Okay. So he'll be seeing the rotation of Seelan uh, Farrell and Drake Jackson. And then probably he'll be getting a face full of Randy Gregory a couple times, presumably. Uh I'm Randy's definitely going to be rotational. He's not going to be out there every, every damn snap, but okay. Cause I'm trying to think because the, cause yeah, Bosa is definitely um, Bosa. I mean, we rotate Bosa around, but he primarily comes. Uh, yeah. On the left side. Anyway, um, how has Kareem Hunt been looking since uh, you, I mean, not RIP to his whole career. That was terrible for Chubb though. Like RIP yeah. Chubb's 23 season has Kareem Hunt seemed like uh he's remembered the playbook and does he seem like he's just back to how Kareem Hunt was, but now the number one instead of the number two? Well, <clears throat> according to the Jeff, the death chart, he's still the number two right now. Um, I think he's still getting adjusted into back into the way it was. I mean, I'm glad they picked him up because um, as a player, he's amazing. Um, it was I just, a good one-two punch you had between him and Hunt. Or him oh. and Chubb, sorry. Oh, yeah. It was a really good one-two punch. Um, I think it, there's still adjustments that he needs to make. Um, and, of course, you know, the, the, the questioning of you're a seasoned veteran, why are you still having, you know, young player mistakes? Like, oh, let me catch the ball, but I know it's coming. Let me look ahead and see who's in front of me and not focus on bringing in the ball first. Hmm. Um, you know, just like little little dump-off passes he's not catching because he's hearing footsteps, as they like to say. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not good. No, for someone like that, too. He's not – or is he 30 now? Like, I mean, he's 20 – he's – not long in the tooth, but he's definitely been in the league long enough. That shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, James, do you have any? Uh, do you want to? Do you have any questions offhand for either of us? There, anything that intrigues you about this matchup? I mean, you know, I'm wondering, um, Amari Cooper, how how's he doing? Like, is he? I don't know if he is he injured or is he still even on the roster? Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. Yeah, so uh, Amari's still on the roster. Amari has looked amazing. Um, I'm still upset at the refs for taking away a touchdown, an obvious touchdown from Amari because, oh, he caught it along the sideline. He stepped out when there's like that much green space between the uh, sideline and his foot. No. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I remember that. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, 
he's looked pretty good. I think Amari Cooper will go as the QB play goes. So if it's not Deshaun, because I think he's built a good, at least playing relationship with Deshaun, um, because he seems to be Deshaun's number one, whereas DTR tends to like to spread it out um, to, to everyone. And I mean, it's funny because like a tight end, the number one is David Njoku. I'm not a big David Njoku guy. I, I always forget oh. you guys still have him. I thought you let him walk in free agency. See, that's what I think they should have done. But, I mean, we still have him for whatever reason. I think it's just production. Um, so, I mean, if he's on the line and he's not running a route, that could help the offensive line, I think. But, I mean, it's just another – small big guy threat that in the middle which i mean you know i would assume that if it if he's not spying the quarterback i would assume that gregory would just cut his route off mm-hmm. to not make him an option gotcha or warner warner well eh, warner covers likes to cover he'll cover anybody honestly warner um is there I guess I I don't know if I've more or less asked this question already. Like, is is there any specific thing that you uh, are worried about with us in this game? Like, is there a number one thing that you're worried about, uh, whether it's uh, something of us on offense or defense or like, is there any one thing that you think, what is your key? What do you, what would you tell the locker room? What is the key in order to give you guys a chance in this game? So my, analyst three keys to the game kind of thing is don't let Debo and Kittle tear you apart. You've got to rely on Ward and Newsom to cover these guys and contain McCaffrey. I mean, it's kind of obvious when you guys have the ball. Um, more or less when we have the ball, I would say probably to exploit the weak spots. And it sounds like it sounds almost like if you just run a crossing route, like a bunch of crossing routes over the middle around the linebackers, I think that could be the weak spot for the 49ers. So if you exploit that, and then get it to where they're expecting it. That's when you run one across and you run Amari deep and you hit Amari on a deep route. But you have to wear down the corner that's going to be on Amari. And honestly, I, I'm i the type of guy, I saw it in the USFL, I'd love to see the NFL run it. Just have the corner run a corner blitz to the <laughs> – to the quarterback, and then that way the safety just slides over and covers Amari. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I think Charvarius Ward's going to be all over Amari Cooper. Like, yeah, I'm, even if it's not Ward though, Demo really has kind of stepped up as a nice compliment. He, at least my limited eye test, I'm not watching the 22 film, but it looks like Demo. Demo's caused 
Demo caused that tip drill that Fred Warner picked off yesterday. Uh, listeners were taping on Monday. But um, yeah, Demo looks like he's, I don't know if he's going to get the same kind of accolade that Ward does because everyone's calling Ward a shutdown corner. But I don't know. It seems like Demo's been holding his own pretty well. And then we all know Ward, we don't float, we don't float our guys. Uh, Ward's on his, Ward's on his side. Demo's on his side. So I'd imagine you guys are going to try to keep, get Amari on Demo as much as possible. Because yeah, Ward, I don't know. Ward and him would be a really intriguing matchup if it happened. Um, I think for us, honestly, if I was to t- give our guys the three keys to to winning our game, um, I think we would just need to make Deshaun win it on his own. Just uh, your your running back that stepped up as the number one, your young guy, lock him and hunt down and make Deshaun win it on his own because. Like you said, Njoku is just Njoku. He's not really lived up to the name. And then Amari yeah. Cooper is just Amari Cooper. And then on the flip side of the ball, if we can figure out a if Kyle can figure out a scheme with Steve Wilkes to limit Micah Parsons, there's three other guys that we can throw to that Ward is not covering. So I mean, <laughs> as long as we're not looking at as long as we're not looking at Ward, unless it's true man-to-man coverage against Brandon Ayuk, because I don't know. I would take a 50-50 ball with Brandon against literally anybody except if we time travel to peak Darrell Revis. Like <laughs> <laughs> But um I don't know. I I don't know. It's really it's really it's been interesting to pick your brain about it. But um I don't know, James, does it really <laughs> I don't know, the object the objective observer in this. I mean, uh do you see one way or another um this being pretty competitive or um what's your what are you thinking is going to happen i mean if it's competitive it's because cleveland defense is you know playing up to its level uh i don't see cleveland's offense doing anything against the 49ers defense i really i mean i i just i mean it's just too good uh for the browns to just light them up so uh, I think if the Browns are gonna win this game uh, they're gonna have to try their best to stop the 49ers offense which maybe but I just don't see them doing as well either so yeah Yeah. I just yeah I mean I I'm 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 trying to open the floor to like what give you as many like give me as many positives or as many but like even you said on top like it's going to be tough sledding for Cleveland. I'm not trying to just push it. I'm not trying to just kick you while you're down, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to put karma out there for this to be the upset of the week. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think all of us are in pretty much agreement that like, yeah, it's going to be tough sledding if Cleveland's going to pull this upset. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just, you know, I mean, maybe one day Cleveland, um, but I, you know, Maybe one day they'll win. I kind of hope one day Cleveland will win it all um, because I think they, you know, uh, their fan base has just been longing for a championship. And screw that necklace up proud. I love that dog. So I'm sorry I interrupted you, James. I love that dog pound necklace. (laughs) Yeah, it is good. And one before you die. (laughs) I just want one before I die. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm sorry to I'm sorry I interrupted you there, James. That was just too glorious to not call out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is pretty glorious. 
I don't know. Do you have any last thoughts on this, Mike? Like, uh, even if you just want to say a prayer for the Browns. <laughs> I mean, overall, I'm hoping for a good game. Like James said, I think if Cleveland's in it, probably riding on the defense. I think you can <clears throat> force the quarterback to try to win it on his own. And as far as what you attack, I would assume you're probably going to go after the corners with your really good receivers. Um, so I almost, for my misery sake, I almost hope for a Dallas type of repeat. Because if I can turn it off <laughs> and just enjoy my Sunday, huh. um, the sooner the better <laughs> because you know cleveland itself is a meme because like um like juju said when we played the steelers before uh like he said before we played them in the playoffs the cleveland browns are the cleveland browns they always find a way to cleveland brown <laughs> just like chargers always find a way to charge yeah <laughs> and kirk and oh. kirk cousins always finds a way to cousin <laughs> Yes. Kirk Cousins, always cousins. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be modest in this in my, in just my prediction. I think it should be, I don't know. I was, I was really surprised when I saw statistically you guys are the number one defense, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I do hope it's a good competitive game for you, but, um, five weeks in a row of 30 points. I don't know how we couldn't score 30 points again. Like, um, yeah. feel free to call in and rub it in my face if that doesn't happen. But, um, I'm trying not to sound as cocky, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you still won, but guess what? We held you to under 30 points. Yes. Yeah. Take yo for real, a moral victory. If you hold us to under 30 points, if you have the first team to do that, I mean, I would take that as a pretty good moral victory. <laughs> oh yeah. Anything to make me feel good. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, I'm I'm thinking if it's I'm hoping that it's like a 38 35 last second Browns win as a Browns fan. But realistically, I'm thinking it's probably going to be about like 38 21 San Francisco. Hmm. I think that I think that's a pretty realistic I think I, I would I think I would say if your defense actually plays up to the number one overall, like where they are now, mm -hmm. I don't know. I really don't want to bet us not scoring 30 points, but um, no, that's yeah, I like your score. I like it. I think that's a good I think that's a good bet for the score. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think with that, um, I think this has been awesome. First off, Mike, thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah, uh, Mike, thank you the whole week i'm very excited um to know another uh to know a cleveland brown fan like uh <laughs> it'll be extra exciting to see how that game goes on sunday uh but now i need to shout out our sponsor real quick royalretros.com what is royalretros.com that is where you go to get an authentic throwback jersey if you want to stand out in the crowd or if you just uh, want to reminisce to a time when your team is better than they are right now RoyalRetros.com will hook you up. They have all the major sports, basketball, football, baseball, hockey. Go on there today and use our promo code SHADYSPORTS to get 10% off of your 
order. That's not just one jersey. It's your entire order. Again, with the promo code Shady Sports. Use that at checkout at RoyalRetros.com and go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today. James. Yes, Royal Retros jerseys. Love them. Uh, going to get one myself. Eventually, going to use the Shady Sports uh, promo to get me one. Guys, great stuff. Uh, candlestick collection, awesome. And with that being said, we are going to take up the mantle that we have been taking on. Guys, if you haven't heard the news recently uh, in the past couple of months that we've been uh, talking about, uh, just some of the owners have been doing very bad things. And the league itself has said owner standards are supposed to be higher than player standards. But if you read the news recently, especially with the Houston Texans minority owner and some of the serious sexual crimes he's been charged with in Kentucky, uh, you know that that's not the case because if it, a, a player had been in the same situation, we know about it the very next day. Instead, the NFL sits on it for three months and then lets you know an independent reporting agency uh, find out about it and then report it. It's sort of like a don't ask, don't tell uh, when it comes to NFL owners. And we would like that to change. That's why we have the hash the uh, the banner going on the bottom. Owner standards are less than player standards. Hashtag owner accountability. Uh, and to show you where we put our money where our mouth is, we are selling T-shirts. Uh, there's the owner standards, less than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. T-shirts start at $22.99, all different colors, all different styles. Uh, next, we have our standoff shirt, the owner standoff shirt, uh, where you have Daniel standing in the middle with the owner standoff. Uh, $22.99 gets you that shirt, different styles as well. Uh, all this money going to charity, Kentucky Crisis Center, uh, because that's where uh, the crime happened. Next, we have our podcast logo art, the Niner Nuts uh, logo. You'll find this on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's our little logo art. Get it on a T-shirt for $22.99 or pay a little extra and get it on something else. All different styles in that one as well. Uh, next, we have our alternate logo. Uh, this is a very nice t-shirt. I have it myself. You can get it in a premium tee for $22.99 or get it in different colors, different styles as well. All the proceeds go to help a Kentucky Crisis Center. Uh, last, we have the Niner Nuts official mascot. How can you say no to a peanut eating peanuts while sitting on the couch uh, watching and cheering for his San Francisco 49ers? $22.99 gets you that in a premium tee or we have different styles of that one as well. Like I said, guys, all the proceeds go to charity. None of it goes to our pockets. Yeah, it's our little way of giving back. Uh, as, as awesome as the football community is and what football, the way football brings people together, um, we want to give back to that community. We want to give back. And we want to, like uh, like James said, we want to hold owners accountable because it's just, it's just not right that um, – they can get away with uh, some of the things that they do. So it's on us to hold them accountable. And yeah, also like James said, we don't want any money from these shirts. We just want you to have a cool shirt and to help somebody out. Yeah. And all we're saying is the NFL live up to what they say. They always say owner standards are greater than player standards, but we just haven't seen it from them. Exactly. And so guys, I think with that again, Buckeye Mike, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, plug anything you want, let people know where they can reach out to you. So, first of all, and sorry, guys, this might be a little long-winded. 
first of all, we're all contributors for Shady Sports Network. So go over to Shady, subscribe over there, check out all the awesome content. We're all on there. Um, we're approaching 950. We're trying to hit that thousand sub mark. Go over there, sub. You can find me here on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'll have my Twitter at uh, usually on the rest of my videos. Um, so you can find me over on Twitter. Do these guys a favor, sub to the Niner Nuts channel too, and follow on Spotify and listen to them all the time. Rewatch all their stuff like I do. <laughs> the majority of their views on all their stuff is from me because I watch them religiously over and over and over. <laughs> we thank we thank you for that, Buckeye Mike. We definitely we definitely do. We appreciate the support. Uh, and shout know, out to Sam too, the head of Shady Sports, because I yeah. haven't done that. We haven't done that in a while. But yeah, shout out to Sam too for bringing us all together. For sure, it's really great to be part of the Shady Sports Network family. Uh, Buckeye Mike is the first guest that we've had on from the family, uh, and then uh, you guys might see me on the Eagles Elite Show uh, right before Week 13, talking about Eagles Niners. Yes, and I may or may not, I'm going to tease you, I may or may not be showing up on a different podcast before our Bengals show down in two, three weeks. I already forgot how far out it is. It's after Minnesota, so three weeks. <laughs> yes, yes. And don't yeah. forget, don't forget, guys, if you're going to the Jazz game, let us know. We'd like to hook up with you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, but yeah. That's all we got for you this week. Our game in the dog pound in Cleveland is at one o'clock on Sunday on Fox. Can't wait for it again. Buckeye Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Um, the last little thing I got just, I've been saying it all week. Uh, E-Man, Emmanuel Mosley, he uh, on the football week anniversary, so to say, of his left ACL tear, he tore his right ACL. Both games, ironically, against the Carolina Panthers. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to shout him out, send some prayers to him, just uh, hope for a speedy recovery. And um, should his will to still be to still play football be there, I hope he can stay healthy and come back in 24. Yes, guys. So, with that being said, outro music, River Road, Justin Muth. Beat the Browns. We'll see you next week. Go Browns. <laughs> River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road, where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry. <laughs>